0: Welcome to The Path to Visibility. I'm your host, Janice Mandel, and I'm here to take you under my wing and show you how to create the kind of visibility and reputation you've always dreamed of for your business or yourself. Through my decades of experience launching and managing brands for companies like Microsoft, American Express, and Procter & Gamble, and running my own public relations agency, I know that small and medium-sized businesses can benefit from many of the same strategies and tactics that big companies use to attract attention. I'll be interviewing successful entrepreneurs, marketing pros, and members of the media and offering actionable tips of my own so you can learn how to do just that. So if you're looking for an effective way to get the word out and build a solid reputation for your brand, look no further. You found it. Let's get started. Hi, everyone, and thanks for tuning in. Today, we're going to talk about how to get discovered by your ideal target audience so you can do things like. Attract the attention of clients you've always wanted, secure those high profile speaking engagements you deserve and get noticed by the respected industry experts you admire so much and a lot more. So I have a question for you to get us started. When you began building your business or personal brand, did you have a vision of the kind of clients, customers and opportunities that you wanted to attract? I mean, did you dream of working with a certain type of company or client or? of getting onto the TEDx stage or maybe speaking in an event that has a high profile in your industry? I know I did. You probably did too, at least to some degree, because those are the kinds of goals that we need to keep us entrepreneurs going and motivated when things get tough. When I left my corporate job and started PR consulting, I had a very clear picture of my dream client. It was a small business leader with a product to launch or an issue to manage who wanted support from a public relations expert so they could get a good outcome. Eventually, I did end up with many of those types of clients, but in the beginning, when I was relying on referrals, I got calls from a whole variety of people with needs that I couldn't meet. Like an entrepreneur looking for a front page story. You know, it could have been in the Wall Street Journal, it could have been in the Globe and Mail, it didn't matter. But the point was, they didn't have anything newsworthy to talk about. So story was never going to happen, and I would have to turn that project down. Or the small business owner who wanted to go viral on social media, but they didn't want to do any paid promotion. Again, pretty much impossible, so I would have to turn that down. You know, it's frustrating when you're not able to attract the kind of clients and customers or opportunities that you set out to find, and it can stay that way for a long time. It's not uncommon for me to hear from people that they feel like a startup even years into their business because they're still not able to attract the kind of clients and customers they want. But there's a reason why this is happening and a solution to the problem. And yes, it takes a bit of work, but it's really not hard or time consuming. All you need is some good old-fashioned target audience research. Target audience research is often overlooked, but it is the basis of almost all successful marketing campaigns. This is something I learned when I worked at Procter & Gamble because we thoroughly researched everything we did. Audience research is even more crucial for small businesses and personal brands because we have limited resources and can't afford to waste our time or money. And getting discovered is about more than just building an audience. It's about finding the right people who find you relevant because they're interested in what you're saying, doing, or selling. And they're also more likely to engage with your content and become loyal fans. So if that interests you, you've come to the right place because in today's episode, we're going to cover why it's important to understand your target audience. I'll explain how to do basic customer research. We'll talk about how to make use of the information you gather and how to use it to inform your strategy and messaging. And we'll talk about how it can help you grow your business or personal brand. You'll see that a little target audience research done properly is like putting on a pair of glasses that bring your target market into focus so you can see them clearly. And that will help you understand their needs and pain points so you can offer solutions that truly address their problems. And it'll help you discover unique niches or gaps that your business or personal brand can fill. It'll help you develop brand messaging and authentic ways to talk about what you do so you can create the right tone. That resonates with your ideal customer and the right visuals that appeal directly to their desires and aspirations and it'll help you make informed decisions so you can avoid wasting time money and effort on ineffective strategies. If you neglect target audience research you may be setting yourself up for failure because if you don't understand the needs wants and pain points of your target audience your marketing efforts are basically just guesswork And you're probably going to waste time and money on ideas that sounded good to you, but don't resonate with your customers. A better way to put that is, if you do your research, your customers will find you. They'll hear what you have to say, relate to it, and seek you out enthusiastically. You know, research may sound boring and technical, but it's really not. Stick with me and I'll explain why. It's really just asking people thoughtful Well organized questions and listening to what they have to say. I've been doing research my whole career and I promise it's not hard to do. And there's no better way to learn about and understand what your target audience wants and needs. Let's start off by talking about what I mean when I say target audience. Your target audience is who you want to reach. So if you're selling something, it would be potential clients and customers. If you need capital for your business, it could be potential investors or your banker. If you're building a personal brand, then it would be potentially the boss or employer who decides whether you're going to be assigned to a certain project or get promoted. It could also be the person or group who decides on speakers for a conference or event that you want to speak at. But regardless of who you're trying to reach, it's important to note that your target audience is not just the people you have direct contact with. It also includes the viewers, readers, and listeners of the content you produce, because while those people are a secondary audience, they still matter, because if they consume your content and they're impressed by it, they may mention that to other people, and in doing that, they would generate word of mouth about you, and that can help you reach your direct audience. I heard an interesting statistic from Hinge Marketing. They host the Visible Expert podcast, which I've listened to for years, and they also do a lot of research on marketing and branding. So according to a study that they did with professionals, so that was like engineers, lawyers, architects, those kinds of people, 82% had gotten referrals from people who were not their clients. And I'm sure this is true of other types of business people as well. Why is that? Like I'm talking about coaches and consultants. Why would someone recommend you if they'd never done business with you? Well, because when they see your content somewhere, like on social media or an article that you've published or been quoted in, you know, if they see something and like it, or they hear about you, that can sometimes lead them to recommend you. So bottom line, if someone is aware that you specialize in a certain type of problem or issue, they may recommend you to someone else who has that problem, even if they haven't worked with you directly. Indirect referrals are also one of the reasons why it's great to be quoted in the media. When people read what you have to say in a media outlet that they respect, your association with that outlet, it serves as an endorsement. And not only will it help you gain awareness, it also helps build your credibility with people who have never worked with you. So when you do research with your target audience, make sure you ask them, and we're going to talk about the kinds of questions you should ask them, but just keep in mind that you should ask your target audience where they get their news and industry information and what kind of events they attend, etc. Because those are the kinds of places where you want to be seen. Okay, now let's move on to some discussion of how to conduct basic customer research. If you're wondering how to conduct customer research and you think it sounds complicated and time consuming, I want to assure you that it's not. As I mentioned earlier, research is just an organized and thoughtful way of asking questions. I'm going to give you some tips on how to do it and you'll see how easy it is to get customer research done quickly and in a productive and organized way. None of the suggestions I'm going to talk about today is complicated so let's explore a few of them. The first step in doing customer research is to set yourself up for success by creating a brief research guide outlining the things you want to know about your target audience and I'm talking about one page here not like a lengthy guide I'm talking about a brief guide. So you're going to start a new document and title it target audience research. Then you're going to make a list of the following questions. Number one, who is my target audience? And that's going to be things like their age, their gender, their income, their education, their occupation, marital status, geographic location, that kind of thing. Second question, what does a typical day look like for them? Three, are they on social media? Four. What books or type of books do they read? Five. Do they listen to podcasts? If yes, which ones? Six. Where do they get their news? Seven. What type of people do they follow online and why? Eight. Are they part of any online communities? Nine. Do they attend events? If yes, which ones? Ten. What frustrates them? Eleven. What are their fears and challenges? Twelve. What are their goals? Thirteen. What do they dream about? and 14, what are their struggles? You can add other questions if you want, but those are the basic ones that I think you need to cover. Now I want you to start answering those questions by filling in as much information as you know. If you don't know a lot, that's okay. I'm going to explain how you can get more detail right now. The first place to look is your competitors' websites and marketing material. So if you know who your competitors are, look at their messaging, customer testimonials, or blog if they have one, and make note of any information that relates to the questions on your list. Another way to find information is with social media listening. So look at the social media channels where your target audience may go, and especially the comment section, because people tend to post their questions there, particularly on places like Instagram and YouTube. So if your competitors are on those platforms, look there for sure but pick two or three social channels where your competitors are, where they have profiles, and look at the comment sections of those platforms. You should be getting a sense now of, you know, their frustrations, this is your target audience, and the kind of problems they're trying to solve. Plug one or two of those problems into Google. So for example, if you're a dog trainer, you could type in a problem like, what's the fastest way to train a dog? That will take you to online forums like Reddit and Quora, and those are places where people go to ask questions and seek advice related to the problem that they have, and you'll find things related to your industry or target audience. Facebook groups are also excellent sources of information about people's issues, frustrations, and concerns. So for me, on Facebook, I look for small business groups, groups that talk about public relations, groups that talk about marketing, I see what problems people are complaining about. And that helps me know what my target audience is looking for in terms of information. If you're really feeling lost, here's another suggestion. Try using ChatGPT. I tested this out with a prompt asking for help identifying my target audience. So the prompt that I use, I'm going to tell you now, but I'm also going to put it in the show notes, is I am a public relations expert with many years of experience. I'd like to teach what I know to people who could really use PR knowledge to start or grow their business or personal brand. What kind of target audience should I market to? This prompt amazingly generated several excellent suggestions. Here's what I mean. So one suggestion it gave me was small and medium-sized businesses because it said they often face challenges in getting their message out to a wider audience due to budget constraints and limited marketing expertise. And it went on to say, providing PR education to these businesses can help them enhance their brand awareness, attract customers and increase their credibility. So that's ChatGPT giving me advice. That is one of the target audiences that I am focused on and all the advice they gave is bang on and exactly what I do. Another audience suggestion that it gave me was personal brands and influencers. It said, with the rise of social media, individuals are increasingly building personal brands and becoming influencers in their respective fields. Teaching them PR techniques can help them create a strong online presence, grow their audience, and attract brand collaborations or speaking opportunities. Again, a group I decided to target for that very reason, because they definitely can use PR help. So those are just two suggestions ChatGPT gave me. They gave me a total of six. So it was very good, robust information. And if you use the prompt that I'm suggesting and you just substitute your own information, I think you'll find that you can get also very good directional information about what type of target audience to look at. And then you can follow my advice about what questions to ask them and where to go for information. So I've now given you ideas about how to familiarize yourself with your target audience and also how to identify them if you're having trouble doing that. If you follow my suggestions, you will create a document called Target Audience Research That contains the information you gathered through the research you did online. And this is gonna be very helpful as a starting point because it gives you a broad understanding of your target audience. But it needs to be validated to ensure that it applies to your specific audience. So while online research answers your questions, it does it in a general way. And that's good because it helps you figure out where you need to probe for more detail when you actually talk to members of your target audience. And that is the next stage of research that we're going to talk about. So now let's talk about how you're going to do that. It's going to be through interviews or surveys with people who represent your actual target audience. I told you we would keep it simple and we will because all you need to do now is interview or talk to three to five people and ask them the same questions that you researched online. You can do this either one-to-one, which is my preference, or via a survey. Both methods will give you firsthand insights that build on, clarify, or even disprove the online research that you did. So how do you find people who represent your target audience and will be willing to be interviewed or surveyed for your research? Really, it's all in the asking. So you want to decide how you're going to reach out to them. So maybe it's through email or via a post on social media. And then ask yourself, do you know anyone who represents your target audience? If you don't, that's okay. If your research showed they hang out on LinkedIn, you'll just post there. Next, you're going to craft a short message asking for their help. When I did my target audience research for this podcast, I drafted the following message, which I posted on LinkedIn and in a Facebook group that I'm part of. I'm going to give you the actual message I used, and you can feel free to steal it. I'll link to it in the show notes, but this is what I said, and it worked very well. I'd love to hear your thoughts on something I'm working on. Is this you? you are marketing a small business but having trouble building visibility and reaching your audience or you're an executive who wants to build a professional brand but you don't know where to start or you're not reaching your desired audience. If either of these is you, I would love to jump on a quick 30-minute call. I'm creating some innovative marketing tools for these groups and I want to make sure they're a perfect fit for those I want to support the most. I'll be forever grateful. Like I said, I posted this on LinkedIn and in an active facebook group that i'm a part of and i got 25 responses i was only looking for 3 to 5 and i could have done only 5 but since i'd got 25 i decided to do all the interviews you don't have to do that you can just take the first 5 people who respond and then whoever responds after that you can either say thanks i've already gotten my 5 or you can say i'll keep you in mind in future if i have the need to do further interviews when you have your 3 to 5 target audience research volunteers you're going to set up a zoom call with each of them so that's three to five zoom calls and you're going to record the zoom call so remember to do that and ask their permission at the beginning i've never had any issue with that but you want to record it so that you can then transcribe it using a service like otter ai which will transcribe it for you so plan for each interview to be 20 to 30 minutes long And when you do the interviews, make sure when you're asking the questions that you listen more than you talk. The kind of questions you're asking are open-ended, meaning that you're asking for an opinion and you're not giving a set of responses for them to choose from. These kinds of questions are great because they can take the conversation in any direction. And that is how you get insight and also personal anecdotes, which can uncover underlying emotions and motivations. So like I said, when the interview is over, you can transcribe it with otter.ai, that's O-T-T-E-R A-I, or some other transcription service. If you decide to do a survey rather than an interview, you can do that easily with a similar type of invitation using Google Forms or SurveyMonkey. But I personally find the interview method much more productive because there's some back and forth. You can get some of this with surveys, but people tend to keep their responses short in a survey, and that means you'll get less insight with a written survey than an interview. Surveys are also good when you want to ask yes-no questions, or if you want to ask people to choose between specific things. But in this particular case, I prefer interviews. And just as a side note, if you're interested in learning more about how to get to know your target audience, Donald Miller's book, StoryBrand, is a very good resource. In the book, he talks about how to make your customer as opposed to your brand, the hero of your story. And interestingly, the first chapter of his book is called The Key to Being Seen, Heard, and Understood. So now that we've talked about the importance of customer research and some practical and easy ways to do the research, let's talk about how to make sense of the information you've gathered and how to use it to inform your strategy and messaging and how it can help you grow your personal or business brand. So first of all, let's talk more about how to understand what your audience wants and needs. You'll do this by identifying themes and insights to get a deeper understanding of your target audience's desires and pain points. So you should have your target audience guide with the list of questions you put together and the online research you did looking at your competitors' websites and the questions and topics that people raise on social media and online forums like Reddit and Quora and Facebook groups. Now, if you did interview people who represent your target audience, hopefully you got those transcribed. Set aside an hour or so, find a quiet place, and read through the transcripts. What I want you to look at is common themes, recurring words across multiple responses. Also look for words, phrases, or ideas that appear frequently like In the fitness trainer example, you know, several people may mention words like convenience or time-saving. Anything that you see that is a recurring word or common theme, I want you to highlight it. Also, look for comments that answer the questions in the target audience guide. So let's say, for example, you're a fitness coach and in your target audience interviews or surveys, people said one of their frustrations was the time it takes to get to the gym and do a time-consuming workout. That's a great insight, and it shows they value their time. Maybe they'd be open to workouts at home. So make note of that, highlight it. It's also important to be open to unexpected findings or insights that may challenge your assumptions. So maybe you have certain beliefs, but then you're talking to your target audience and they start saying things that are contrary to what you believe. Be open to that, highlight that, make note of that. When you've gone through the transcripts, I want you to fill in any responses to your list of questions that would be appropriate and also group similar responses or ideas together to identify broader themes and trends. Okay, now that you've validated your online research and created a document that can serve as a source of insight about your target audience, what do you do with it? Well, customer research is only valuable if you put it into action. You can do that in many ways. Here's a few to think about. If you sell a product or service, you can align your marketing strategies with your audience's wants and needs. You also can and should incorporate the words your target audience used into your marketing and sales language, your website messaging, and even your product and service offerings. It may seem strange to you to be using the kind of words that your customer uses because maybe they're not the words that you use, but it will make them feel heard and understood And that's a great way to get them to know like, and trust you. I can tell you in my case, in my career of public relations, which has been 30 years, I have never used the word visibility, really. But when I did my customer interviews for this podcast, I heard that word over and over again. So I made it part of the title of my podcast because it seemed like a good way for me to attract people because it was a word that I heard a lot from them. So when you do this, you're going to create a powerful connection with your target audience. There's a number of reasons why that's true. I mean, first of all, by addressing the specific pain points, goals, and desires of your target audience, you show that you understand them on a deeper level. And this not only gets their attention, it resonates with them. Also, incorporating customer insights into your sales language builds trust and credibility because it shows that you've taken the time to listen and empathize with your customers' challenges or your audience's challenges, and it establishes you as an expert or a business that genuinely cares about them. Also, incorporating target audience research into your marketing positions you as the solution to their problems. And once you do that, you can then highlight how your product or service addresses their pain points and helps them get what they want. There's a lot more to research, but the bottom line is that target audience research will help you attract the right customers, clients, and opportunities, I mean the ones that align with your business or professional goals, and by clearly communicating how you can meet their specific needs, you're basically targeting the audience you want and filtering out those that you don't want who maybe aren't an ideal fit for whatever it is that you're doing. This is called targeting. And it saves time and resources because it allows you to focus on the customers you want to attract and who are most likely to benefit from what you offer. By tailoring your message to resonate with your target audience, you can also differentiate yourself from competitors, create loyalty and increase word of mouth, which will help grow your personal brand or business. Well, that wraps up today's episode. Before I do a brief summary of what we discussed, I just wanted to mention that you may have noticed I took a short break for the last, approximately I think it was 5 weeks. It was unplanned, there were some things that came up that I had to deal with and I wasn't able to do the podcast. But this episode had been started and I wanted to finish it and release it. I'm going to be taking a longer break after this because there's some things about the podcast that I want to look at and maybe slightly modify, but I just wanted to let you know that I will be back in September with a whole series of new weekly episodes, and I will have a lot of new topics. If there's anything specific you'd like to hear about, please send me an email at janice.mandel at stringcom.com. I'll put it in the show notes and let me know because I will definitely add that to the list. But thank you so much for sticking with me. As I said, my little break there was unplanned and I just wanted to make sure that everyone knew that I was going to be coming back and, you know, continue on with this because I'm really enjoying it and I'm getting great feedback from the audience as well. Well, that brings today's episode to a close. I hope you found our discussion about the value of target audience research helpful. To me, research is a crucial element of successful marketing, yet it's not that well understood. So I tried to shed some light on it. We covered some of the key aspects of how to develop target audience insights and talked about why audience research done properly is like putting on a pair of glasses that bring your target market into focus so you can see them clearly. We also talked about how to do basic customer research. I promised that my advice would be easy to follow and implement. And I think that it is basically it's just three steps. Number one, you create a target research guide and include the questions I provided and more if you'd like. Two, you go online and do some broad research to get a high-level understanding of your target audience. And then three, you then validate what you've learned by asking the same questions, either in person or through a survey, to a small group of people who represent your target audience. Doing that will give you a clear understanding of their wants and needs, which you can use to inform your strategy and messaging and many other things so you can grow your business and personal brand. I'll be back with new episodes after the summer and possibly one or two bonus episodes before then, so keep an eye out for that on your favorite podcast platform. In the meantime, I'll be increasing the presence of this podcast on LinkedIn and Instagram, so please follow Path to Visibility there. I'm really trying to grow the audience. It's doing well, but I'm trying to grow it more, so if you could recommend it to a friend or leave a review, I would be very appreciative. Thank you for tuning in today. Have a great summer. And keep following your path to visibility. I'll be right there with you.